This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 481. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 481. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Happy October. Happy pumpkin spiced everything. I am sitting here in my office and it's gray and gloomy and foggy. And I have two dogs snoring next to me. So it feels very fallish. And if you hear dogs snoring, enjoy. (laughs) Welcome to my life. It's funny. Danny is 14 and a half and has only started snoring in her last couple years of life. And we got Piper, the puppy who's four months old. And sometimes frequently, actually, she snores just as loud as Danny. I didn't know that a, an 11 pound dog could do that. It's been pretty entertaining. So here they are right next to me. It is October. Holy cow. Time is going so fast and so slow all at once. <laughs> and here we are. And so we are in October. We're in the last few weeks before an election. We are in the is it the seventh or the eighth month of a pandemic, depending on when you started measuring pandemic time. We're still in the middle of a cultural revolution, which only seems to be getting more and more heated as our political candidates talk about it. We're at the in the fourth quarter of the year of 2020. And holy cow, 
so many things happening, so many things going on, and it continues to be big and overwhelming and relentless and exhausting and endless as all get out. And so if you're feeling any of that or all of that, I'm with you. And that leads me to what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about being a critical thinker. And this is a challenge right now and also something that's so necessary. And I want to give you three really clear steps that you can take to become a better critical thinker. And I have to start this with a little story. When I was in college, my very first philosophy class that I took, so at Gonzaga, you had to take four philosophy classes, and which is a lot of philosophy. <laughs> it was one of the highest philosophy requirements of any college in the country at the time. And so I started my first philosophy class, critical thinking, and it was so confusing to me. Because here's the thing about it. I was really good at memorizing things in order to pass a test or writing essays where I could explain my way in or out or around anything. So that's how I flourished and got straight A's my entire life. And then I got into this philosophy class, my very first critical thinking or my very first philosophy class called critical thinking my freshman year. And I couldn't memorize things, nor could I talk my way in or out or around any of it because it involved this deeper layer of thinking and seeing things from different perspectives and different angles. And that was totally new and different to me. And I went to my very first philosophy teacher's office one afternoon and I said, we had a test coming up and I was really struggling with studying because I couldn't figure out what I needed to memorize to get an A. So I went to my teacher's office, like on the verge of tears. And I was like, I don't understand like what I'm supposed to memorize for this test. And the teacher's like, you're not supposed to memorize anything. You're supposed to understand the concepts. And I was like, but just tell me what to memorize. And then I can write that down. Like what concepts should I memorize? And she was like, no, like that's not how being a critical thinker works. (laughs) And I was so extremely frustrated by the conversation. And it was this very big realization that you can't just memorize things and like go on, you know, you can't just memorize things and go wrote through a test. And you can't do that through life either. And so I had to really sit down and go through this content and try to think about what I was learning and apply it in different ways. And it was extremely, extremely hard for me. It was one of the hardest things I did in college, which might seem laughable to you because I know for many people, critical thinking is not a hard thing, right? So anyways, it's laughable to me now because so much of what I do with content creation and deciding what I'm going to talk about and how I'm going to talk about it and what has the most impact, like that all involves a ton of critical thinking. So what began as something that was really, really hard for me and just felt so ambiguous is actually one of the most valuable skills I think I got out of a four-year liberal arts education. I feel like I left Gonzaga with this really important, significant life skill and gift of being able to be a critical thinker and someone who can sit and have, you know, participate in critical analysis of a topic and a conversation. But it started out really, really hard for me. And I know that some of you are feeling that right now, because I'm certainly feeling that right now at times, as we navigate different conversations and different ideas and different ideologies, it's really hard to be a critical thinker. It's simple to stay in a bubble and to stay in an echo chamber and just say the same thing everyone else is saying, or to reshare the same things that everyone else is saying who happens to be on your side. It's easy to be on social media and just repeat the same things over and over again, or repeat other people's words 
because that's easier than coming up with your own words around a topic. And what I really want to challenge you to do is to think about why do you think what you think? How did you get there? How did you arrive at that spot? And is what you're saying, what you're thinking in alignment with your values? Is it in alignment with who you want to become? Is it in alignment with who you want your children to become? These are all really big topics that really supersede a lot of what we are often fed from the time we are born in terms of being conditioned by the patriarchy, conditioned by our family members, conditioned by all sorts of different systems that we navigate our entire lives. So to be able to pull ourselves out of those systems and really think, what do I think about this? And why do I think that? And what stance do I want to take? And how do I want to move forward based on what I know and what I understand and who I am becoming? That's all really, really significant and really, really important, and especially right now. So the three steps I want to encourage you to work through as you go on this venture, this quest to become a better critical thinker, are three really simple steps. So I'm going to give them to you right off the bat, giving you everything right out of the gate, and then I'll talk them through. So the first step is listening. The second step is speaking. And the third step is restoration. And so it's literally that simple. Listen, speak, restore. So in listening, I want all of us to be listening more than we speak. And I will tell you as an extrovert and an external processor and someone who loves to have an opinion on everything, this is really challenging. And I have to share this funny story because I think it's such a great example of what listening looks like. So we were on a call. My team is on a Marco Polo channel. So we all have, we're on this Marco Polo thread, which is video messaging. And a few months ago, we were working through this pretty big, pretty heavy, intense conversation. And we all were feeling emotional. And it was just a big, heavy conversation as you know, like every single conversation in 2020. And so the extroverts on the thread, we were like, this is what I think. And this is what I think. So one of my team members came in and she said, I just want you to know I'm listening to all these messages and I'm going to take some time to process and get back to you all. And I was totally in awe, first of all, of this response. And I admired it so tremendously because my response when I get a message is like, oh, let me send a response right away. And for her to say, hey, I'm going to take all this in for the next 24 hours and then I'll get back to you all. I was like, yes, of course, that makes so much sense. So she's an introvert. She identifies as an introvert and she knows that she needs this time for internal processing before she can come back and say, okay, I had a minute to think it through and here's what I think. And that's such a powerful way to give yourself some space before you react to something. So luckily, like we were pretty much all on the same page with this issue. We were just wanting to talk through like what we thought the best course of action was around a situation. So this wasn't like a super, it was heated in terms of the content matter, but it wasn't heated in terms of us being on opposite sides. But I love that she took the space for herself. And I think when you are on opposite sides or potentially different sides or seeing things from different angles, it's even more crucial that you take this space to say, hey, I'm going to process for a minute and then I'm going to get back to you. And I think that's a beautiful example of listening. And I will admit as an extrovert, as an external processor, that I want to reply to things immediately. I want to like get out there, have the conversation, like figure it out, wrap it up, tie it in a bow and move on. What I've learned is that that doesn't always serve me. It doesn't always serve a purpose. It doesn't always serve another person in a conversation or a situation. It doesn't always serve the greater good. And so I've really, really challenged myself to be a better listener and to listen more than I speak. 
This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing. And they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. And so I've said this before, but I'll say it again. And I think it's really important right now for every time you hear me speak, know that I have listened at least two or three times as much. So if you see me post something on a topic, 
So if you see me post something, let's say on Black Lives Matter, the one post that I put up is after hours of listening, hours of listening and considering what is the way that my voice can have the most value right now and not just be extra noise or not just be a knee-jerk reaction. And I really want to practice listening more than speaking because I want to make sure that my message is clear. I want to make sure that my message has impact. I don't just want it to be another millionth message in an echo chamber of everyone saying the same thing. That also means that if I'm going to say something that's a little bit different than other people, there's more risk involved in many cases. And so I really want to be careful with my words and make sure that I think something through really well from beginning to end so that I can anticipate what I want to say if someone comes back to me in disagreement so that I can understand what I'm saying and why I'm saying it and why I will stand behind it even if other people disagree. This is really, really important. And so what I see happening right now is that people are throwing up things on social media and having big opinions that they're resharing of other people, but they aren't wanting to have the back-end conversation on that. And I think that's really dangerous. And I think that it's even irresponsible if we aren't able to synthesize our thoughts in a way that allows us to be in conversation around what we're thinking. So it's not enough to just share other people's thoughts. Let's also listen enough and listen to enough perspectives that we can formulate our own thoughts. And when we do that, here's the beautiful thing about this. Your voice has value. So when you do that, when you can create a thought and you can share it with other people and you have a deep understanding of why you think this and why it matters to you and why you want to share it with the world, then you have the potential to have impact because your voice is authentic to you and people will listen to you when you are speaking in your most authentic voice. People will be curious. People will want to engage. People will want to be a part of that conversation with you. So listen, 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 and listen to all sorts of different views. I want to talk about two places where I've been listening recently because I think this is so important and so valuable. So Place number one, which I've mentioned before in the last handful of months, multiple times, I've been listening to Jasmine Bradshaw's podcast, First Name Basis. So Jasmine was actually on this show recently as a guest, but she, her show, First Name Basis is just outstanding. I love her content so much and the way that she puts together information and breaks it down in simple ways so that it is extremely clear and it's not easy content, but it's clear and easy to understand and easy to synthesize and easy to formulate opinions on. And just, it's an, I think that the, I think she's a former teacher and I believe she was a second grade teacher. And I was laughing when she told me this, cause I'm like, oh, is that where I'm at? Like I need like second grade content. And it's not that the content is second grade content, but she lays it out in a way that really makes it organized in a way for, that I can quickly understand things. And then I can formulate my own opinions on them. So if you go to first name basis to the podcast, she actually recently did an episode on how to be an informed voter. And oh my gosh, she laid out this four-step plan or four-step process that she has every time she votes. And it was so clear. And it was such a clear guide to being a critical thinker every time you vote. So I want you to go listen to that episode. I'll link it up here in my show notes. But if you just go to your podcast app and look for first name basis, it's the most recent episode that she did. And it's such an outstanding episode that teaches you how to be a critical thinker in the voting process. So this this isn't her saying, here's who you should vote for, or here's how I feel about a certain issue. She does share some of her insights around certain issues, but she talks about 
how to be a critical thinker no matter where you stand on an issue, which is really, really important right now. And she had so many insights that I just found to be extremely valuable that were not aligned with one political party or another. This episode is supported by my very own Tenacious Mamas workshop. So this is the very last workshop I'm offering in 2020. And it's all about my Tenacious Mamas business and leadership mastermind. So I'm actually going to be teaching you some business tips during this workshop. If you are looking to grow a business or start a business through building an audience, more clearly defining offerings, becoming more visible and stepping into your confidence as a CEO, this workshop might be for you. So during this workshop, you'll learn the essential building blocks to starting and growing a successful business. You will learn how to step into leadership and own your title as CEO. You will learn my best tips for growing a business that you love that doesn't run you ragged. And you're going to learn about my Tenacious Mamas Mastermind, which is a six month program that helps you grow and scale your business even during a pandemic. I have been running businesses for 17, almost 18 years. Holy cow, that's a really long time. Shameless Mom Academy is actually my third business I built from the ground up. And it's the second one that I've scaled to multiple six figures a year. So I know a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to building and growing a business. And I know many of you are in a position where you've been thinking about starting a business or you have a business, but you know, you want to take it to the next level. This will be the third time I've run this program and holy cow, it just gets better and better and blows my mind over and over every time I run it. I cannot wait to do it one more time. So if you are wanting to get in on the action, this is the last time to do this for quite some time. Definitely the last time in 2020, I want you to join me. So just go to shamelessmom.com slash tenacious and you can sign up for this free workshop. The workshop is on October 14th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. You get to join me on Zoom. We'll have conversation. I'm going to do some teaching, some coaching, and then there'll be an invitation to apply for Tenacious Mamas at the end if it interests you. And if not, you can just come get some great business building advice during the call, during the workshop with no pressure. So if you want to join me again, just come to shamelessmom.com slash tenacious and get yourself signed up for free. That's shamelessmom.com slash tenacious. So I highly recommend you go listen to that episode, subscribe to her show because it's just everything that she puts out is so high quality and just fantastic, really important content. And then make sure that you get her guide, which is her four-step process to being an informed voter. The other resource that I'm using for listening right now is actually someone I was reminded of through Rachel Nielsen. So Rachel Nielsen has three and 30 takeaways for moms podcasts. And she recently interviewed Sarah and Beth from Pantsuit Politics. So I interviewed Sarah and Beth from Pantsuit Politics a couple of years ago. And then Rachel, who I've gotten to be good friends with, she interviewed them recently. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, Sarah and Beth. So Sarah and Beth are hosts of the show Pantsuit Politics, and they talk about politics, but they are often on different sides of things, of issues. And so, and to, often one of them is more right-leaning, one of them is more left-leaning. And so it's been super, super interesting to see how they talk about different issues and how they, again, both come together to have conversations where they are both being critical thinkers. So they listen to their own internal belief systems. They listen to the different ways that they've been educated and different resources that they both appreciate. And then they come together to have these really powerful conversations about different issues. And so that is another really great place to just go be a listener. Another place that I'm listening is I'm listening on social media to people who are different than me. So I'm listening to see what are 
black women talking about right now. I'm listening to see what are my LGBTQ plus friends talking about right now when it comes to this election, when it comes to what's happening in the world, when it comes to human rights that are on the line. What are people who are not like me, a white middle class woman? What are they saying? And so I'm listening, listening, listening and able to use that as part of my critical thinking process. So then from there, we go into speaking. So when you've gone through listening and listening outside of your own race and listening outside of your own religion and listening outside of your own belief systems, then you can pause, take that power pause, and then decide what do you want to say? Make yourself take that pause, collect your thoughts, and then decide what you want to say. And make what you're going to say something that can have impact and make what you're going to say something that adds value or critical thought to conversations that are being had right now. And so I think this is so important. And I think that when we are better listeners, we are better speakers. When we are better listeners, we become better critical thinkers. And when we're better critical thinkers, we decide we have much better ability to discern what needs to be said, what is worth saying, what doesn't need to be said, what is not worth saying. We become so much better at discerning how we want to speak, what we want to say, how we want to use our voice, how we want to use our voice in a way that actually has leverage and actually has power. I know this came up actually just recently on Instagram. Someone, I put up a post about voting and someone responded in a way that I... I was inclined to think that they were being defensive, but I wasn't sure. And so I respond and I will say like my knee jerk reaction is to be like defensive back if I think someone's being defensive. But I went back and I was really careful about the way I worded something. I said, I'm not, I said, I want to ask you something, but I don't want to ask you this at all to put you on the defense. I'm just curious. And what I found in going about it in this way was that the person who had asked the question on this post was really legitimately asking something that she didn't know much about and really wanting more information. And we ended up being able to have like a really great conversation and see each other's point of views and see each other's perspectives because we both created space to listen. And so then when I decided to create space to listen to her question and not make assumptions or become defensive, when I went in to speak and ask a follow-up question, I was able to frame it in a way that allowed us to stay in conversation rather than have everything just blow up and get really ugly and nasty. And so that was a great reminder to me around listening and then speaking and not just assuming that something needs to get ugly or assuming that someone's trying to be snarky or someone's being defensive, but really using those listening skills and then engaging in a conversation in a way that doesn't necessarily need to up the ante around defensiveness because it's so easy to just go to that place of defensiveness right now. So I was able to speak in that situation in a way that allowed us to stay in conversation and see the whole thing from each other's perspectives, which I thought was really, really powerful. So how can you speak in a way that keeps a conversation open And that you can actually have progress in a conversation. (laughs) Because here's the thing, I think that there's so many ways we can have progress in conversations that we can all grow from seeing each other's perspectives. So this person was saying that she's like, I admit, I don't know a lot about anti-racism. And as someone who's talked about this for years now, in my mind, I'm like, how do you not know a lot about that? Like, where have you been? <laughs> and, but for her to really vulnerably say this, I admit this is something I haven't spent a lot of time committed to learning, but I want to know more. I can see how this is really important and I can see how I need to invest some time here. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, then let me give you some resources. I have some great resources. And so my inclination was to be frustrated 
And that would have gotten me nowhere. But instead to say really kindly and gently, like, I'm not sure if you know about this resource, but maybe check this out. I think this could be really helpful to you. And for her to be grateful for that. And oh my gosh, yes, this would be really helpful. I do want to learn more. I do want to be a responsible citizen around this. That's progress, right? That's a conversation where growth happens. Growth happens for her because now she's invested in learning more. Growth happens for me because I can see that not everyone's where I'm at and that's okay. It's okay for people to be in a different place. It's okay for people to be at the start line. I'd way rather be that people are at the start line and becoming critical thinkers or formulating opinions on issues that really matter than opting to be ignorant because people are defensive in their conversations and just shut it down from the get-go. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So that was a really powerful example of listening and speaking. The last part of this is restore. And so this restoration piece is really critical. And I want to admit and acknowledge that this restoration piece also will sound really privileged. But here's the thing. These big, huge, hard conversations, they're not going anywhere. This election cycle isn't ending on November 4th. This election cycle and the outcome, no matter what happens, is not ending after Inauguration Day. I think that we have, and I'm, I've talked to many people who agree, we have a really long road ahead of us, and it's probably going to be ugly no matter which way things go. 
And so when it comes to restoration, I want to make sure that I can continue to show up in ways that have impact. I want to make sure that I can continue to show up in ways where my voice continues to have value. And if I'm going to do that for months on end, then I'm going to need to have some restoration time. And so this doesn't mean that I think that, you know, every time you use your voice, you should then lay down and take a nap. But I think that it is okay. And I think it is actually necessary that you take breaks, that you take breaks from the listening and the learning. That doesn't mean that you turn off the news for two weeks or that you say, I'm not listening to anything until after the election or till after the inauguration. That's not what I mean about restoration. I mean, little breaks. I'll give you an example. So I'm going to give you a couple examples, actually. So last week was my son's jogathon day. And we did so we're doing virtual learning. And the jogathon, they decided that they could do it safely if they had groups of eight kids run at a time. So the school this happened over the course of a week, they broke up like a million groups of kids, (laughs) or a million kids into groups of eight, and they came and ran for 20 minutes each on the playground. And so I get it that most people don't think a school jogathon is like the most fun thing in the world, but I'm the weirdo mom who does think it's the most fun thing in the world. (laughs) And so one of the ways that I restored last week was going to my son's jogathon and cheering for him. And then we stayed for like about an hour after and cheered for some other friends in a socially distanced way. And it was so much fun for me. This for me is restoration. This is play to be engaged in a community where we're just cheering for each other and supporting each other and lifting each other up and kids are smiling and laughing. And I got to be around some of my other mom friends distance with masks on, but to see them in person for a little while, that was super, super, super fun. It required me to take half the day off of work. It required like a handful of things to be coordinated that were not easy to coordinate, but it also was a really amazing opportunity to restore. And I had so much fun that day. And again, I know that like some of you were like, what are you even talking about? (laughs) Going to your kid's jogathon could be that much fun. But for me, this is restoration. So what does restoration look like for you? Another way that I've done some really fun restoration, and you all are probably going to laugh at this one too, but I hosted my podcast workshop last week. So it's actually a podcast workshop series, but the first workshop was last Tuesday night. And it was incredibly, incredibly fun. And it just completely lit me up. And here's why this was restorative to me, because I got to teach something outside of what I normally teach. And I got to be among learners who were so excited to learn. So I've never taught podcasting before in this way. I've taught it like I've done it at a few different events. I've gotten to speak on podcasting from a stage, but to be in a workshop environment online and share podcasting with 45 other business owners or aspiring business owners or aspiring podcasters was just so much fun. And so to do something new and different and use my talents in a different way right now in this year that is just full of so much heaviness and hardship felt really, really great. Yes, it was a ton of work, but it was also something that really lit me up. And what's funny is that this is something that people have advised me against doing They've said, like, if you do this podcast work, and this is like business coaches and mentors of mine have said, if you want to do a podcast workshop, it's just going to be a distraction from the rest of your business model because it's different. It's like not the Shameless Mom Academy. That's you don't teach podcasting in the Shameless Mom Academy. And I kept returning to like, this just sounds really fun to me. I would really enjoy doing this. And so I decided to do it, even though it's a distraction from the rest of my business model and it's a distraction from what I do here in terms of creating content for the show. 
but I knew it would be super fun and I knew it would have a ton of value because people ask me all the time about podcasting. So for me, that was actually a restorative activity. It was a restorative exercise. So restoration can look like a lot of different things. How can you get engaged in your community or with your kids or in different ways that leverage your gifts, your strengths, your talents? For me, it's teaching and coaching. For you, it might be like gardening and making homemade pasta, like whatever the thing is, how can you engage with your skills in a way that is restorative to you? So those are two examples. Third example, way more chill. Another way I'm restoring, and I've used this example before, but I think it bears repeating because it's, I think we all need these things to look forward to every day. I'm using the happy color app every night when I go to bed. So I am queuing up, I get in bed and I queue up a podcast and it's a podcast that is like completely meaningless. So it's often watch what happens live, which is the show on Bravo. It's Andy Cohen's show on Bravo. It's the podcast edition of that show. So they basically, they take the audio from the show, they put it into a podcast and I lay in bed for like 18 minutes listen to the episode and I do the happy color app, which is basically a coloring app on the iPad that's I think designed for children. And I just do my little coloring thing before I go to bed. And it is so de-stimulating and relaxing to me because it lets my mind go from the day. I don't have to be a critical thinker. I don't have to be listening and learning and engaging in the big, heavy, hard things of the world. I get to listen to like Real Housewives talk and Andy Cohen tell funny jokes and things like that while I do my little happy color app and like color in pictures of flowers. So those are three examples of restorative activities. And here's the thing, when I work through those restorative activities and give myself space for those, I'm ready to return to listening the next day or whenever I need to do that next. So then the cycle can continue, the cycle of listening, speaking, and restoring. Listen, speak, restore. Listen, speak, restore. Because if you can work through this cycle over and over, you'll be able to keep going. You'll be able to take the time to become that critical thinker and decide what is worth saying right now. How can I make sure that my voice has the most value? How can I say something worth saying that actually has impact? And that starts with listening. So listening, speaking, and then taking that minute to restore so that you are prepared to listen again. Because every time you tune in to listen, that's when you turn on that muscle, that critical thinking muscle of, okay, I'm gonna take in this information and what am I gonna do with it? What do I think about this? Is this in alignment with my values? Do I wanna say something about this? Do I wanna dismiss it? Is this ridiculous or is this powerful and meaningful? So listen, speak, restore. I hope this was helpful. I'm excited to be going through this time with you, even though it's hard, because I think we have a lot we can offer to each other. And I want to be in community with you. I want to be listening with you. I want to be learning with you. I want to be speaking with you. And I want to be restoring with you so that we can keep going, so that we can continue to be the best citizens possible, the best ancestors possible, and we can continue to show up when it really counts. And it really, really counts right now. So thank you for listening today. I appreciate you, and I'll see you again in a couple days. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here, and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 
Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.